Okay. Nega bands. Nega bands. Nega bands. I'm recording now. I'm recording now. What is that? What is what? that character called again? The, the funny little character. He's the funny little character. He's the funny little guy. Do you see him? He's right over here. What the little guy? The top of the morning. Character. Top of the morning. Top of no, the morning. No, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't seen that. I have no idea what you're talking funny about. Funny little character that you got for Christmas. Oh, the the the, the I have no idea. It's the like, nega bands. The, yeah, with the nega bands. It's a, it's a Cree. Some one of the Cree uh, warriors. It's a Jervis something something something. I I don't I don't, I don't remember. But um, all right. So this is the sandwich board uh, where we ask the question, what happens to the... No, it's... Oh, what happened? What happened? (laughs) I was about to say something about movable objects and crud like that, but forget it. This is the sandwich board, everybody. Welcome back. This is the Sandwich Board. I'm the Pickle Bandit. I'm the Bandita. I'm Intern Mike. And uh, so this episode, we're going to do our better late than never review of the Sylvester Stallone film. The uh, Sylvester uh, Stallone classic. Classic. <laughs> uh, Assassins, um, which has two bad words in the title, by the way, if you just cut oh, it Oh, there's up a correctly. lot of bad words in that movie. Oh, there's a lot of bad words. Oh, and my like goodness. 89% of them are said by Antonio Banderas. <laughs> Yeah, Antonio Banderas says all the bad words. He mumbles them under his breath. I, I yeah, we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So, it, it, so well, we're back, and uh, it's good to be back. And uh, we're in a holiday holiday ish mood. This you're in a holiday ish mood. Okay, you're in a holiday ish mood. Your face is in a holiday ish mood. Your mother's in a holiday ish mood. Whoa. My mother's in. No, she's not in a holiday ish no. mood. No. Um, okay. So, uh, but before that, uh, we're gonna, uh, you know, once again uh, revisit our the segment that we like to call this weekend Pokemon Go. Take it, intern Mike. Okay, so it's the holiday season. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was gonna go for sleigh bells, but then it started. It started sounding. <laughs> and then it turned. Yeah, so it's the holiday season. Uh, we get some, I guess, exclusive Pokemon. We get it every year. Uh, we get some that are dressed in holiday uh, they attire. They put a bow on them this time. Yeah, they'll put a bow on some <laughs> they Pokemon. Did that last year. They'll put some sleigh bells on another one. <laughs> they'll put a little scarf. There's a Pokemon called Sfeel. It's a uh, seal, but it's also a ball. It's, it's like spherical. If it's actually round, like a ball, uh, and they put a scarf around him. So that's the new one, right? Because yeah. that's the different one for this year. We we didn't have that any other year. 
Uh, normally we get a different hat Pikachu. This time they're bringing back the Santa hat. I believe last year or the year before that, we got a beanie hat Pikachu. Yeah. Uh, and we also got some, uh, you could hatch different hatted Pikachus too, Pichus. Right. Um, but yeah, classic Santa hat. And now the, the th- nice thing about the Santa hat Pikachu, they haven't had that for at least three years. I think it's been about three years, is that you can evolve it actually into yeah. a Santa hat Raichu. And you can't really do that with special hat Pokemon. They usually remain little. But yes, holiday-themed Pokemon. Uh, we also had a very daring battle today with uh, our nemesis. Your nemesis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, bear for life. Uh, he it's had... Smear for Grife. Smear for oh, Grife. Smear for Grife. Uh, bl- can you, like, bleep me out for the first time I say that? Is that possible? Uh, Smear for Grife. Um yeah, he had the gym for about five hours. We were out for most of the day, um, and we took it back. And immediately after we took it back, he started fighting it. And I don't know what his thought process is, because there's only one of him, and there's many of us. Um, it's kind of like Neo versus uh, Smith in The Matrix Reloaded. <laughs> oh, no, we did that. What was that battle called? What was that battle called? It was called the uh, something brawl. What was it called, Robert? What between the Smith and yeah the the really bad CGI one? Oh, in the in the, the, in the sequel. Yeah, I don't know what it was called. It's it, called I, the something brawl. I, I swear. Really? Um, yeah, you looked that up in the background. It's called uh-huh. the something brawl. I think. Okay, I'm gonna pause it here for a second. Just okay. So uh, we found out it's called the burly brawl yeah the burly brawl burly, burly brawl. brawl yeah as in burly as in like a burly guy yeah like a burly man i don't know why it's called that i just know that that's what it's called who who named it that probably the wachowskis oh. probably the wachowskis maybe i i, oh, I don't know the crew they named it the burly brawl oh that's so weird and i i don't know uh, maybe maybe it was like something like the programming they used to animate the fight. It was called like Burly something something. <laughs> I am the Burly Five Thousand. Yeah, and they're like, oh, this is the Burly Brawl. Okay. Um, yeah, we we did the whole Matrix quadri- quadrilogy. Now is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's quad now. We 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 saw we did that, and uh, just so we can watch the the Matrix. Um, Reso- resolutions. resolutions. I pulled it up on the uh, on the fandom yeah. for uh, Matrix Wiki. Right. Uh, it says the Burly Brawl was an infamous fight between Neo and Smith, now a virus in the Matrix, during the near end of the Machine War. Neo used the powers of the One to fight off Smith and his army of assimilated copies. At the end of the epic battle, Neo was surrounded by Smiths and fled from the park. So, so there's Morrissey and, and Johnny Marr yeah. and was there and they sang this charming man and this something. <laughs> it's a, it's a joke. Sure Sorry, it is. <laughs> <laughs> this is a joke for you, not for anybody else. <laughs> Blue pills. Yeah. <laughs> Blue, Blue pills. pills. <laughs> Take this little blue pill. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh boy. Uh, and uh, so, which makes me think of Pokemon. <laughs> Speaking of blue pills. But why did blue pills make you think of Pokemon? Because blue and Smerk for Grife is. It was, the burly was, brawl. That's it. Yeah, we had a burly brawl. We had a burly our, brawl. In our home with uh, Schmerk for Grife. Right. It's an infamous fight. That's and, it. And um, so we had, we had a burly brawl. And uh, we we took it back. Do we still have it? Did we uh, lose yes, it? Yes, I believe so. We uh, forced the demons out. Oh, okay. we exercised them. Don't start. I well, showed this guy the omen. I never should have shown him the omen. Oh man, that's a great. His mother. His mother was a jackal. <laughs> and uh, his father was Gregory Peck. Yeah. No. No. Okay. That wasn't his real dad. It wasn't his real. He's like, you're not my real dad. <laughs> what kind of what does that conversation sound like by the way it's, well uh you know your real dad is uh satan <laughs> very very simple my dad lets me do everything that i want <laughs> well i mean we go to church except for that yeah, you know, you really have to choose. We also watch The Omen, but uh, you mm-hmm. really have to choose. Do you want your father to be the actual Beelzebub himself, or do you want him to be an American politician? I want my dad to be Atticus Finch. That's that's who I want my dad to be, really. I mean, so, I mean, if I had a choice between the devil and Atticus Finch, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go with Atticus. No one's going to know what you're talking about, dude. <laughs> He's talking is like a To Kill a Mockingbird reference. Oh, he's wow. gonna know that. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so holiday Pokemon, they threw a bunch of stuff at us, uh, like the season of this, a season of that. They were collecting uh, ice Pokemon, and there's this is the friendship you one. You have to swap a bunch of Pokemon with your friends. Yeah, you got to swap. Spit. Oh, is that what that is? Swap spit with you. You're gross. Oh my gosh, is that what you have to do? You have to trade with actual uh, people? Yeah. How do you, do you not look at your phone? I, I, sometimes, I didn't, I thought you just had to collect them. I did not, I didn't know that you had to. Yeah, all the special ice type Pokemon, you got to trade them with someone else. Oh no. Oh uh, man. That's what we did today. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> and I, we traded a bunch of Pokemon uh, it always goes bad for the Mendita. She always gets I never get a, good trade. a bad trade. You know, when you trade Pokemon, sometimes their stats increase, sometimes they decrease. Uh, she always gets the unlucky draw. She oh. always pulls the short straw. Okay. Anything else that we want to add about Pokemon Go besides all these missions that they that Niantic keeps on keeps on throwing at us? Uh, they're pointless. Uh, the only good thing you get is a Galarian Mr. Mime. And Mr. Mimes, as we found out, can also be female. Yes. And they're still called Mr. Mimes. Yeah, so you can have female Mr. Mimes. Strong men can cry, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> a burly man can cry. A burly brawl. <laughs> All right, so I think... Burly I, brawl sounds like something the brawny man would do. He would. So, my pet... The brawny man, his beard is really soft, you know. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Maybe that flannel shirt he wears is, you know, soft, just as soft as his beard. Maybe when he 
braces you just, uh, with Are you that. saying he's like a hipster? Like he looks like a mountain man, but his hands are like really soft. He's and one manicured. scarf away from a barista. No, he is, right? I mean, the new the new guy. Yeah, the, the new, new guy. guy. Not the old guy. The old guy was harsh. I mean, he, he would just like, he guy splits wood and, you know, the drinks turpentine. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you, you know. give Mr. Clean a run for his money. Right. Oh, man, that match that one right there i would like to see that and uh but now yes you got hipster brawny man hipster brawny man wow you don't make them like that anymore what i think this means that the segment on pokemon go is ended okay so by the way yeah this (laughs) has been this week in pokemon go <laughs> now assassins 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 and now we come to the segment uh our better late than never review of uh assassins 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 ass assassins assassins yeah the assassins they live down the street oh, you know they <laughs> gosh cringe 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 you're a mean one mr cringe sing sing your song you say the lamest things you try to sound like a youngster but you're really not mr cringe there was that one time you said sheesh no <laughs> oh man it's, it's just being being this old has its has its bonuses sometimes oh by the way i'm intern star i'm here yeah intern star has, has joined the joined the battle uh, tell them what you have to say about the movie into the mic why is rocky balboa doing all this stuff he fell off <laughs> Um, you know, yeah. <clears throat> so here's the film. It's Assassins, uh, starring Sylvester Stallone and Antonio Banderas, and directed by Richard Donner, and screenwritten by the Wachowskis. Dun, dun, dun. Pre-Matrix, pre-bound Wachowskis. Uh, yeah. Uh, you're shaking your head. On Look, one. I had to sit through all four of the Matrix movies. Yeah. And then I had to watch Assassins. Yes. Okay. Don't forget the Animatrix. Yeah, I also watched the Animatrix, too. Yes. So, really, it's a... What, what's a five-film series? F- you count Assassins? Is that part of the... No, I'm counting the Animatrix as part of the Matrix. Oh, okay, okay. So, five films. So, um, yeah, five films. I'll, I'll go, I'll go, I'll so, I've that. had my fill of the Wachowskis. Okay, <laughs> I've had... I, I've uh, licked enough of that ice cream, if you will. <laughs> they, have an, they have said everything they could say to you. Yeah. There's nothing left yeah, to I've, say to I've you. I've had my fill. But there is Viva. What about V for Vendetta? No, <laughs> I, I've seen that already. And if I watch that... Within the next couple days, <laughs> I might pull my hair out. Aww. Oh, man. Uh, so, yeah, so here we are. What year did that come out? Assassins was 96, uh, 1996, 1997, somewhere in there. 
Um, so I'll sum it up because I think intern Mike paid half attention to it. So I will do my best and I'll try to keep it as succinct as possible while you guys look this stuff up. 95. 95. Really? 95? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. That I thought it was a little later than that. All right. So, uh, so you have, uh, an assassin, uh, it's about an assassin. His name's Robert, Robert Rath. Rath. <laughs> Robert Rath. Robert Rath, Raggy. And uh, wait, wait, wait. Can I can I just point out how the what? the movie starts? Yeah, go please, please. It's black and white. It's a memory. Okay. Uh-huh. You hear a choir of children singing in the background. <laughs> They're singing in a foreign language. It might be Italian or Spanish. I believe Spanish. It's probably Spanish. Uh, you have an assassin, Sylvester Stallone, Robert Rath, who's about to take the shot on another assassin, uh, a Russian assassin. Yes. Uh, now, uh, it's an assassin about to assassinate an assassin. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's how it starts. Asception. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So th- then we, we catch up and we find out that... Nikolai. Nikolai. Nikolai, right. So Robert Rath is a older assassin. He's a hit person, uh, you know, contract killer. And he's kind of on, on his way out. Um, he finds himself uh, through in, in the process of, of the story. He finds himself the target of another assassin. So... Uh, assassin becomes the mark. That's the word that you like to use. That it's the inception a lot. of assassins, right? So we'll we'll so we'll we'll kind of go pick through this. So that's the essential part of it. And okay, so it starts out with uh, Robert Rath in the middle of a swamp somewhere. Uh, obviously, it looks like they're standing on the the corpse of Artex from the Never Ending Story. That kind of swamp and oh, Florida. Yeah, it's probably Florida and uh, yeah, Florida. And he's about to uh, uh, assassinate. It seems like it's another assassin. He's going to uh, assassinate he's another assassin. Another assassin. And the and guy. He's an assassin. Right. And the guy is pleading for his life. The mark is pleading for his life. Oh, I'll give you the money. And, and then the, the, Robert is like, no, I got to do what I got to do. And, and he ends up, you know, giving him his silenced pistol, uh, which, you know, is going to be the weapon you know du jour in this film the mark marks himself off and then we once again we fast uh, forward to what do we go to at this point so uh we catch up to really old find, computers yeah we really find old out computers. how he gets the assignments for who he's gonna kill right it's on like uh a really clunky old school computer it's an old macbook yeah, it's an old like macbook a, right and uh you could kill someone like, if they hit you with it yeah you really could you <laughs> that's could really how they should assassinate people <laughs> it's it's like you need someone as buff as stallone yeah, to move a computer like that that actually has its own uh mobile internet connection because i mean they travel with the thing and it's never connected to anything so gosh knows what you know what the upkeep on the 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 the, the there's no wi-fi so I mean, they're basically going by satellite, and I'm going too deep into this. Yeah, you are. Sorry. So, yes. So, the contractor uh, communicates with, with, uh, you know, Robert Rath by uh, Mysterious Contractor, and so he gets his next contract, right? 
which is this uh, magnate, right? This He's like a financial dude. Yeah, he's a wealthy guy, kind of high political status, and he's uh, attending a funeral. Right. For his brother, who yeah, is, his own brother. who died. Right. In a mysterious yeah. way. Uh, before he was supposed to testify. Yeah. So Robert cleverly disguises his weapon uh, of... <laughs> choice in a arm cast it looked like a squirt gun (laughs) it It was an arm cast with a little hole carved out in it (laughs) i would like to be the person if he was successful which he wasn't but i mean it's like who did it i think it was the guy with the with the, the water gun. Arm gun. The water. He's got the smoking arm right there. It's Mega Man right there. And uh, But it didn't happen because uh, someone else got to him first. Someone got to the mark first. So enter Miguel Bain. Yeah, yes, Miguel, Miguel Bain, Bain. Played by Antonio Banderas. Uh, right, Antonio Banderas. So uh, the mark was stolen. And so there's a little bit of a chase between Robert and uh, Miguel. So Robert, pretty sure Antonio uh, Banderas has ADHD in this movie. Or yeah, he's really hyper. He's, <laughs> he's going like full force, easily distracted, very hyper. Has no patience. Mm-mm. I mean, what else? Uh, likes to lick his own weapons. Um, well, he so, likes to sweat too. He likes to sweat a lot. <laughs> a lot, a lot, a lot. And he likes to say the f word quite a bit, mm-hmm. very often. Um, the S word too. The S word too, and alternating mm-hmm. between the two. And the M F word. Uh, yeah. Mm, yeah. So it's yeah. Put put. You know how in Gremlins the Mogwais kind of have their own little mumble language where they're like, oh, you know, it's like that, mm. but with the F word and the S word. <laughs> just right. just different variations <laughs> put together. Also, it's his, his deep language. accent. You're not even sure all the time whether he's cousin or not. You're yeah, like, you know, between is. Stallone and Antonio Banderas, <laughs> we needed to put closed captionings on. There was it, a point that you had to pause it. and <laughs> Because there was a point where they had dialogue between them. And it was it was hard to decipher what was going on. Banderas was at a point in his career where you know people knew who who he was. He was definitely a bona fide star at this point, but he was at a point where his accent on screen was still very very thick. And so yeah. right, um, so it was kind of. But lost he was also it. a fast talker. His character was a very fast talker. Yeah, he was supposed to be like young and like hungry. Yeah. Yeah, young and basically the opposite of uh, Robert's uh, Who character. looked really tired. He looked really sad the whole movie. I'm going to be honest with you. Sylvester <laughs> Stallone looked very like, you could pause it at any point on like <laughs> Sylvester Stallone and you could make like, oh, I had a bad day meme like that. <laughs> Because mm-hmm. he's tired. He's tired of killing. He's tired of killing people. When you wake up and you realize you forgot to turn the coffee on, like, <laughs> and just a picture of his face, it's really sad or disappointed. <laughs> and uh, so he does, so he, uh, once again, so he ends up, uh, you know, trailing the guy, uh, uh, catching up to him. There was a chase scene uh, on the freeway, and he ends up, let's see, Robert t- get, steals a taxi. Yeah. And uh, pretends he's a taxi driver, picks up Miguel, and then they kind of have, you know, a -a tete-a-tete with the bulletproof uh, taxi glass in between them, right? 
And uh, and you get to yeah. see your very first taxi cab fight scene. Yeah, and it's uh, brilliant. I don't know. Uh, it's really weird. There's a point where Miguel gets out of the taxi while it's still driving, and his lower half is in the cab. His upper half is out the window. And Robert is ramming him into, I think, like... A truck. Yeah. It might have been, like, a trailer or something like that. Uh, And he just keeps ramming him into it. And the scene goes on for a very long time. There's, like, four or five hits with the car slamming into the other car. And then the police show up. You know, the police chase them. They go their separate ways. You know what I think? I think we need to go a little faster. (laughs) I feel like I'm rewatching the whole movie here, guys. Come on. Okay. So, you know, fast forward, next contract comes up and it's a a person, it's a surveillance person and they have like secrets, right? And that person is going to do a deal. And so we catch up with uh, Julianne Moore's character. This is before Julianne Moore was, you know, famous. So this was like, you know, when she was a bit younger. I like to call her Mom Jeans. Mom Jeans. So Mom Jeans, Electra, Electra Mom Jeans. That's what we'll call her? No, Mom Jeans. jeans. Just Mom Jeans. So uh, Mom Jeans about to make a deal. It falls through because uh, Miguel, uh, you know, messes it up. Robert steps in. Uh, and he's be- trying to save Mom Jeans. Be- yeah, for some reason he was going to kill Mom Jeans, but then finds out that... That was part of it. Yeah, and now he's not going to kill Mom Jeans. And he the disc and then get rid of her. Yeah, right. A disc of information. And uh, so now it turns into a bit of a cat and mouse where Robert's trying to protect Mom Jeans and Miguel is after them. And Mom Jeans is doing everything she can to try and get herself killed. Yes. Uh, now, probably some of the worst <laughs> writing for a character I've ever seen, the most frustrating thing ever is the character of Mom Jeans. She does literally everything in the book that you should not do, like, ever in an action movie. Right. Okay. And I say this, you know... With a sense of irony, because Bound is praised for its message of female empowerment. And this is like the opposite of that. Yeah, she definitely plays the stereotypical uh, damsel in distress distress trope. Uh, She's as useless as Peach. Aww. Peach had her own game, though. Yeah, Wait, was, she did? Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll get that for you. Yeah, Super Princess Peach. She fought enemies with her emotions. Well, I wish I had that now. Uh, but she's also a fool. A, a fool, I say. A fool. <laughs> <laughs> running, not running when she should be running. Dropping things when she shouldn't be dropping things. And she's supposed to be the world's smartest, like, person. Like, the world's smartest hacker. But, uh, you know, there's, like, a scene where uh, uh, Antonio Banderas' character, Miguel, is invading her apartment, trying to look for the disc. And Robert tells her to leave. Get out of here. Go to this location. You guys sense this theme, though? Like, the world's smartest hacker? Oh, uh, yeah, that's, the, a, that's another the, thing. Like the those Wachowskis, I swear, <laughs> <laughs> I swear. Oh, <laughs> those Wachowskis! Wachowskis! 
<laughs> I swear, man. Like, oh, she's a hacker. What? Oh, we gotta play some techno music. We gotta have an explosion. We gotta have some guns, with silencers, and they go. Oh, the only thing they didn't oh, have is a rave. Unless you count the Dia de los Muertos a rave. No, that was a rave. That totally counted as a rave. Um, so yeah, uh, Robert tells her, get out of here, go to this location. She sees her neighbor driving towards her apartment and she knows that there's trouble there. So she turns around, tails the neighbor. And by the time she gets to the actual apartment, the neighbor's already dead. So now she's back once again in danger. And uh, Miguel and Robert. Neighbor's are having, name was Jennifer. Yeah, the, the, and yeah. she was living with Bob. Yeah, with she, Bob. Was, she was living with Bob. They had a lot of arguments. Bob was dead. Uh, Miguel killed him immediately. Um, so <laughs> wait, like, there, there was then he scene. found out that Mom Jesus was spying on everyone in the apartments. Yeah, that was creepy. <laughs> he called her a sicko. He called her a sicko. No, there's that scene where Bob opens the door. He's like. I love you. And like Miguel shoots him and he goes, I love you too. <laughs> yeah. you, Antonio Banderas like chews up the scenery like Stallone chewed up that sandwich in Taxi, uh, you know, in the movie. He has uh, a lot of one-liners. <laughs> There's a lot of one-liners that Miguel has throughout the movie. It's it might be ADHD. Like and he really. does a lot of weird stuff too. Like there's a feather like hanging out. He takes the feather and he blows it. It's yeah. like weird. Like why? Why did you touch tension. everything? <laughs> he's got to touch it. He's got to smell everything. Yeah. He does. He smells a lot of things in this movie. Uh, he really does. Loves to smell. Like when he's going through Mom Jeans's uh, apartment, he goes through like her makeup and stuff, and he finds some perfume, spritzes it, smells it, goes, "Hmm, Jasmine," <laughs> and then puts it back. Right, and so that was his way of kind of trailing uh, Mom Jeans throughout. And you throughout think the, that's a one-time thing? It's not. No, it comes up. And how much perfume is she wearing that he can like smell her from that far away? What the hell? I don't know. Like obviously she left it in the apartment, so unless she had a spare right. that she took <laughs> with her. I, I have no idea. Um, but there's also Pearl the Cat. Pearl the Pearl the Cat. Who an integral character to Assassins. Probably the best character in Assassins. The main character, if you will. <laughs> you think it's Stallone. No, it's Pearl the Cat. Because a lot of the action would not have moved forward if it were not for the misadventures of Pearl the Cat. This is a main plot device, Pearl the Cat. Um, for example, there's a point where Mom Jeans is trying to escape from the hotel room after the botched deal at the beginning. And Pearl the Cat uh, uh, refuses to get into the carrier, so that delays uh, Mom Jeans' escape. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Also, so, um, um, Pearl the Cat brought Stallone and Mom Jeans together. Oh, yeah. yeah. They bonded over Pearl the Cat. They became her mommy and daddy. Uh-huh. That's right. Uh, so, yeah. They escaped Miguel uh, by doing a explosion in the apartment. <laughs> doing an explosion. Yeah. <laughs> How else do you phrase that? They did an explosion. Make an explosion? I don't know. Uh, Create an explosion. Blew up the apartment. Yeah, they blew up the apartment. And huh? uh, Miguel <laughs> used a table to deflect the blast. <laughs> and was sent flying out the window. Uh, we later saw him taking a bath, so he was okay. Yeah, bath, um, bath cures everything. So after they escaped Miguel, uh, they went abroad. Uh, where, where'd they go? They went to Mexico. 
They went to Mexico. Somewhere in Mexico. I, I don't know exactly where, but that's where uh, Robert was going to uh, collect on the disc money, uh, like $20 million, and, uh, you know, quit. And, you know, of course, uh, you know, Miguel follows them down there, right? And uh, it was during Day of the Dead. Yeah, it was basically a way for Miguel to... Miguel has a thing, right? Obviously, there's a ranking system in the assassin uh, circle that I am unaware of because everybody knows what what their power ranking is. Um, like, for example, you know, Robert is number one because he knocked off Nikolai, who was number one. And then Miguel is number two. And uh, I don't know who number three is. He must really suck. He never shows up. Um, but well, actually, technically, Miguel was number three. Miguel was uh, number we're gonna, three. We're gonna get. We're gonna get oh, to that. That's yeah. a spoiler. We can't. Oh, we can't. okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. He, but Miguel, that's all the reason why Miguel wants to kill kill Robert. This is because he wants to be number one. He wants, he to, wants be to be officially number, number one. one. There's so there's like a board somewhere in a break room somewhere that has like little like magnets with people's names on it, and so uh, yeah, so there's a bit of jostling there. Anyway, so it comes to a head in Mexico. Uh, Miguel, ready to, you know, perched uh, in the same place where Robert killed Nikolai in yeah, the flashback. It's the same bank. It's the same location. Right. Um, you know, he's like three stories up with a sniper rifle, ready to go, waiting for Robert to make the transaction. But the transaction the takes forever. It's like $20 million. And this is the best part. This is probably my favorite part of the movie where uh, Miguel is waiting there and it's hot and he's sweating and he has to pee in a bottle because he drinks so much water to replenish his lost fluid. And, uh, and he's just like cussing up a storm. Uh, alternating between the S word and the F word, and just like almost like a like a conductor, just waving his you know baton. It was impressive, but yeah, no. The plan was to uh, kind of wait Miguel out so that he would leave his perch spot. Then Mom Jeans would come in, take the gun, and then I, I guess kill Miguel or you know prevent Miguel from killing Robert. Right, right, and then disappear yeah and then they go off on their merry way but miguel actually enters the bank and has a conversation with robert and you know robert offers miguel the money to leave them alone miguel doesn't take it he just wants to kill him and get the number one spot goes back up to the perch mom jeans is already in there hiding under a dirty mattress right and robert finishes the transaction he's about to head out uh miguel's gonna take the shot it's kind of closing in what's gonna happen and uh, there's Mom Jeans with a gun, shoots Miguel in the back. And then, you know, then there's the final confrontation between uh, um, Miguel. Okay, I have what? something to say. What? I'm looking up trivia because I'm bored by what you guys are saying. Sorry. You should be. So, yes. uh, I've seen that Richard Donner, Yeah. Uh, he claims the film would have worked better if he swapped Sylvester Stallone's character with Antonio Banderas. What do you oh, guys think? Oh, that would be interesting. That would have just fixed everything, I'm, I'm sure. It would have been my favorite movie if they did that. <laughs> <laughs> Instant classic. Stallone made $15 million for this movie. Wow. Wow. Uh, great. Uh, so while uh, Bandit is looking <laughs> up... Here's something else. Okay, please, please. During production, Brian Helgeland was brought in to rewrite the script. 
The Wachowskis, unsatisfied with the rewrites, petitioned to have their names removed from the credits, but were denied this request by the WGA. Good. They, they should keep their names on there. Those damn Wachowskis, <laughs> I swear. Uh, yeah, so they face off and... Also, Banderas and Stallone became good friends after this movie. Oh, they did. And they did, you know, Spy Kids and then Expendables 3. Oh, yeah. That's right. They did more stuff together, uh, this is the beginning of it. Was Stallone in Spy Kids? Yeah, Spy Kids. Uh, it was the third one. Oh my goodness, he was. You're right. Right. Um, wow. Yeah, and then then there was the Uncrustables, right? And the buildings used for the bank and the abandoned hotel don't really face each other. <laughs> They're not even on the same street in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Wow. Can we? So yeah, there's the, the big epic fight, and you then, know, everyone's shooting up the place, right? And then um, what, it, what's the big reveal at the end? Well, it comes to conclusion where uh, Miguel is mortally injured. Robert's checking up on him, making sure he's dead, and you hear a voice uh, in the shadows saying for Robert to drop his weapon, and it's revealed. That the number one assassin, what what was his name? Nikolai. It's Nikolai. Whatever. Yeah. Nikolai is still alive. So technically, he's still the number one assassin. Yes, and he Robert's faked his death. Two. And yeah, he's he faked, faked his death. death. Right. And he Robert. was playing them both. Yeah. He was the contractor. He was the contractor. He was setting everyone up to kill each other. And, you know, it got to the point where he's just going to kill Stallone. And uh, Antonio and Salone look at each other, they wink, and then they both shoot up the Russian. I already forgot right. his name again. Nikolai. <laughs> Nikolai. Right. Think about the five cent piece and then your <laughs> eyeball. Forgetting so his Nickel name, and then I. Yeah, uh, Christian Slater turned down the role of Miguel Bain. Oh, <laughs> that would have been a totally different I would have loved that. Yo, greetings and salutations. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Doing his really bad Jack Nicholson impersonation. That's where he was at the in 95. Uh, Antonio Banderas only eats fruit in the film. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. He is seen eating apricots in one scene and an apple in another. That's true. Everybody eats fruit. That was the real victim in this movie. Uh, it was Stallone eats a banana and apricots are eaten. No one eats meat in this movie. Nobody. Um, so then Stallone shoots Miguel and uh, they take the money and the disc of secrets and that's they that's ride the off into the, the sunset yeah then some funky music plays well it was the it was the rolling stones cover of like a rolling stone by bob dylan that happened that happened there was a, like i said there was a music video that that went along with that so okay so we saw cobra right we saw cobra and now we have watched uh, Assassins. So if you were to watch one again, which one would you watch? Cobra. Uh-huh. Bandita? Cobra, hello. <laughs> I'd rather watch Rocky. <laughs> so I think that's all we have to say about about that movie. I, 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 unless unless uh, Bandita... I have more stuff. You got more stuff, please, because... With that... the exception of one word, the Dutch buyers in the Marriott Hotel actually speak German with accents instead of Dutch. The one Dutch word is spoken when one of the buyers checks the air ducts. He says, Nix, which is Dutch for nothing. Oh, boy. <laughs> this makes sense as he sees nothing inside the air duct. The German word would be nixt. Nixt. Well, actually, the Germans also use nixt to say nixt. It's pretty common. <laughs> wow. All right. Great. Kevin Bacon, Tom Cruise, Johnny Depp, Woody Harrelson, Wesley Snipes. 
were considered for the role of Miguel Bay. <laughs> wow. I guess everyone was just, just, that was just the role, right, of, of, of the year. Arnold Schwarzenegger was considered to play Robert Rath in this movie. Well, Judge Dredd and Judge Dredd that very same year. Later work, later work with Sylvester Stallone on the Expendables movies and Escape Plan. Quinn Stanley Antonio Banderas later appeared in the Expendables, uh, who worked with both Stallone and Schwarzenegger and the rest of the team to go up against Mel Gibson's character, who was approached to direct this movie, but was into Braveheart at the time. Oh, that's right. And of course, Mel Gibson was in Lethal Weapon, which was directed by Richard Donner, which was catered by Kevin Bacon. Oh my not, God. Not a lot of people knew that. Well, I do. Why? Because his last name is Bacon. People are like, I want some bacon on this catering. Like, and so, okay, the Kevin Bacon just comes on in. And no, none of that happened. So thank you for that. I appreciate that. That was six degrees of Kevin Bacon, everybody. <laughs> are we done? Are we? Are we? Are we, are we Although gonna... left-handed, Sloane is shown aiming the rifle right-handed in the flashbacks and even signing right-handed as he's leaving the bank. That's weird. <laughs> Despite the movie's underperformance at the box office, Richard Donner said he's very proud of the movie, singing about the performances of Stallone and Banderas. So I guess he's just, it was Mom June Swan. Oh, here it is, here it is. Okay. When Miguel Bain is arrested by the police after the cemetery shootout and been driven back of a police car as the cops are inspecting his weapons, he says, Cuidado con las armas, que las carga el diablo. This roughly translates to be careful with the guns, they were loaded by the devil. <laughs> it's like that? They were loaded by my dad. It's the omen kid. <laughs> my daddy loaded those guns. So, uh, even though they were, they were doing the Mexican tradition, they were in Puerto Rico. <laughs> they don't think they celebrated in Puerto Rico. Not so weird. That, I think it. I think. Hey, okay, Michael, tell the story from the movie. Tell the story from the movie. Yeah, to oh, end yeah. it all. To end it yeah, all. The can joke. we tell get, the joke. put a okay. nail on this thing, please? There was a sparrow flying south wait, for the winter. Wait, wait, wait. Set it up. No. <laughs> that's Mom the... Jeans okay. was talking to Stallone, who was waiting for them to get his $20 million. It was really $18 million or $16 million, whatever, after the bank took their cut. And he said, tell me something. Tell me a joke. <laughs> tell me one of those things that you always oh, tell weird me. Weird things. Yeah. Tell me that. A sparrow was flying south for the winter, and it froze. It fell to the earth, and... A cow took a crap on it. The crap ended up warming up the sparrow and it melted the ice. The sparrow was so happy to be alive that it started to sing a little song of joy. A cat came in and dug the sparrow out of the crap. It heard the sparrow. It heard the sparrow. It dug the sparrow out of the crap and it decided to eat the sparrow. The moral of the story was, sometimes when people take a crap on you, they're not always your enemy. And... The people that dig you out of crap aren't always your friend. And if you are warm and happy, you should just shut the hell up. <laughs> and knowing is half the battle, everybody. All right. So, that's a great way to end it. Yeah, that's Good a great job, way to Mike. Yeah, the end the show. So, uh, th yeah, that's all we got for today. Um, so, thank you for listening and please share. And uh, that's for the sandwich board. I am the pickle bandit. 
And I'm the Mandita. I'm intern Mike. And uh, that's intern Star. And hello. You say the ending. You say the ending. We hope you're not. Come on. We hope. We hope you're not. We hope you're not itching. We're hoping. Oh. <laughs> give me. Give me. You do it, Star. Give, give me that. No, 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 no. no, 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 no do it's it's Mike a, close to you. No, we wait. hope you're not bored. Listening to the sandwich board. Okay. Okay, what does this remind you of? This reminds me of a failed boy band called Color Me Bad. They fell off. They fell off. Uh, if you look at Color Me Bad, uh, they've gone through some changes over the years. Uh, one of the lead singers got uh, arrested for shoving another one of the singers off stage. Uh, he went during to doctor, a performance. During a performance. And they ended up on Dr. Phil. Yeah, he went to Dr. Phil. <laughs> uh, also, two of the four members got fat. <laughs> one of them got chubby, and the other one that looked like a mouse or a rat got bald. Ah, they fell off. <laughs> they all fell off. So would it be color me fat? Yeah, no, they got like <laughs> they're they're colored bad, definitely. <laughs> if you look at a picture, check out color me bad. <laughs> just just check them out, just to okay. see what it looks like. Okay, Don't this, take our word for it. This is what they looked like back then? Okay, okay, yeah. I know what they look like. Yeah. <laughs> them now i wanna plump you up <laughs> God. all night <laughs> <Just got laughs> you know what they look like they look like steven seagal's brothers that's <laughs> <laughs> the one that got arrested <laughs> he fell off <laughs> He fell off, then fell off again, then went to McDonald's, then fell off, then went to Wendy's and fell off. (laughs) (laughs) The sizzler really fell off. He fell in love and it broke. (laughs) Aw. Oh, fat jokes. Yeah.